All right, we are live with Lisa Santiago on ESPTV7, and I am telling you, I have a treat, blessing, and an honor to be with me here on the show today. I am here with Scott Page. And when I tell you, if you don't know Scott Page, you better go check your history, because he has been everywhere in music that <laughs> means something. I'm talking about Pink Floyd, I'm talking about Toto, I'm talking about behind the scenes, behind the camera, masterminding, on the sacks, everywhere. Welcome to the stage, wow. Pink Floyd! <laughs> Now that was some intro. I don't think I've ever been <laughs> intro quite like that before. Thank you so much. I'm so thank thankful you. to be on your show today. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing us the honor of coming on the show. Um, like I said, I, I really appreciate someone of your caliber deciding to oh. share your, just your genius with our audience. Oh, thank you so much. You're too kind. <laughs> Look at your blushing. You're too kind. <laughs> You're too kind. Amen. Amen. I want you to take my audience a little bit on a journey. Let's go down the, it really is a hybrid journey. You used that language earlier, a hybrid journey. Mm -hmm. I consider you a mastermind of, of this music hybrid entrepreneurial thing, just from listening to an interview that you had done a, a few months ago, and hopefully we'll touch on that as well. But okay. share with them your origin, your transformation and transition that's decades long. Wow. You know, I'm afraid to say it is decades long now. It's okay. So. <laughs> Mine is too. We grown folk on this show. It's amazing. You blink and all this time goes by. Yes. All these things. Now you look back and it's like such a dream to think of all these things. But yeah, I've had a, um, you know, first of all, I'm the most grateful, thankful person you'll ever meet. I'm so thankful for the journey that I've had so far. It's been an incredible ride. It hasn't always been easy. I'm not going to say that, but uh, <laughs> it has been a great ride looking back. Um, you know, I grew up, I came out of the music. My, my father was a musician. Um, actually, I grew up on a television show called The Lawrence Welk Show. I don't yes. know if you remember that. that I was do. It. That was like during back in the day when there was only seven channels on television, actually. Yeah. Uh, it was a show that was on every weekend. And so I grew up around the music business all, all my life. And on top of that, my father had always been a serial entrepreneur. We had mm. boat businesses. We had lighting businesses. We had, you know, we had donut businesses. One time we had 26 donut shops when I was growing up as a wow. kid candy businesses and uh, we, my dad was also one of the uh, inventors of the wah-wah pedal which is the famous musical instrument and started all the amplified stuff so my life has been kind of a combination of living in the in the entertainment world and then also uh, uh, being in the entrepreneurial space um, actually one of my big claims to fame is uh, I'm the only guy on the planet that's played in Lawrence Welk and Pink Floyd so that's a really <laughs> that's a good one right that's, that's diverse that's you. diverse. That's, that's about <laughs> as diverse as it gets. But um, and like I said, I was growing up all my life uh, around the concept of, inter, uh, of entrepreneurship. And so it just really kind of, I guess, stuck with me. I love the concept of, of art because obviously being an entertainer and artist myself, but I also love the art of business. I, I feel that they, they really need, especially today for artists or people in the entertainment space, um, 
it's kind of both. It's a melding of the two to really build the business today. Um, I, like I've stated many times, I believe this is the greatest time in history for the independent artist, uh, mainly because just like you here, you have your own show right now, which would have never been even heard of years ago, right? You could, how would you get this on NBC and stuff? You're building your own business. You're building your own audience. And at the end of the day, whoever has the audience wins. And we have now the ability through these devices that we're, we're working, we're doing this through. Look, I'm, I'm on my, uh, my global broad, handheld broadcast br- broadcaster right. right now talking to you, which is pretty interesting when you think Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. So it's the, remarkable. No, oh, no, it's, it's crazy. And so we've, we've, we're now at a point uh, in history where, uh, you know, entrepreneurs can really have a shot at, you know, competing against a lot of the larger uh, entities and especially now we're moving from a world where it was real kind of global broadcasting to where we're kind of moving into what we call hives or niches uh, which is a little bit more where people are you know we're kind of burned out on all this social media we're actually starting to look for places where we have common ground and things right, that we really where we care fit. about and where we fit so that mm-hmm. that aspect is happening right now so my background is again I, I, I um, when I was out on the road with Pink Floyd a lot, I realized I had two years out on the road and then one tour and I decided to really get into studying business. So I um, got out my books and I, the whole two years I was on the road, I just focused on what it would be like to start a business, how to start a business, reading yeah. books like In Search of Excellent, Tom Peters, and you know all these great business books. And it's funny, Dave Gilmore used to always ask me, the guitar player from Pink Floyd, what are you doing? I said, Dave, as soon as we get off this tour, I'm going into business. I'm going to build yeah. my own business and stuff. And so he kind of laughed and chuckled. But since then, I've been pretty lucky. I've launched four companies. I took one of them public. We had a NASDAQ company called Seventh Level. Um, so, and that's in the tech space. So part of what I did is not only from the music entertainment side, I really got interested in the technology. Is it the uh, Think, the think, uh, think Experience? Think Experience is a uh, technology company at it's kind of a hybrid of an entertainment technology. So in other words, it's the live, it's an immersive entertainment company. Yeah, and what I mean, what I, and what I mean by that is, is, you know, we've now got these, you know, these devices in our hand, we have more media than we can possibly handle anymore. People are trying to give me records. They're trying to give me stuff. It's like, ah, I need no more. But what I do and what people do care about is having an experience. So I believe that the next wave of entertainment is really focused on bringing an experience to uh, the user. So Think Experience is an immersive entertainment company. We've been doing a, uh, our first Think Experience is a Think Floyd experience. So we're doing a Think Floyd style show inside of a 360 degree immersive dome. So people actually lay down and they watch the concert and kind of in these couches and you look up and you're completely surrounded 360 degree in visuals so it's almost like a virtual reality experience in a live setting with a bunch of people so we've just done that first run and we're uh, getting ready to uh, we're actually building a whole new show right now to really get into the depths of using AR and VR and uh, live entertainment and all these new experiential type uh, things for people to experience. Awesome. Awesome. Now, in an interview that I saw in my research, one of the things that you said that really resonated with me, because I'm in the publishing space, I I produce content, but I also publish books. And one of the things that I often have to do with the with the artist, with the person that's writing the book, is to help them to realize that that book needs to solve a problem. 
Oh, it needs my favorite to solve word. A problem. Absolutely. Nobody cares about who you are unless you're fabulously famous already, unless yeah. you solve a problem. Yeah, I use that all the time. That's actually interesting for artists. That's one of the first questions I ask them. I ask them a few questions. I said, first of all, what do you stand for? Yeah. What is your purpose? Kind of what's your story? And then what problem are you solving? And it's so interesting because I hear so many artists say, well, solve a problem. I, I like to smoke fatties and, and, and write Make songs. everybody right? happy. And, and that's it. And they can't even and connect it. And hope it's going to happen. Well, yeah. those days are somewhat over. Uh, you have to really have a purpose and have something you're driving and solving a problem. So, yeah. and most artists say, well, if I write songs, what do you mean by that? And I kind of point to the fact that we're now at a point where I believe people, it's more about what purpose, what value are mm -hmm. you bringing, right? To yeah. society in a sense. And so we're in a basic world of kind of where we believe and think it's a we first model. So mm -hmm. how can we do things that can not only help drive our business and help our shareholders and all of that, but at the same time, provide purpose and value to society. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the new, new wave. I'm a, I belong into the camp of what I would call uh, a conscious capitalism. I believe Absolutely. in free markets. I'm a free market person in but general. But do something conscientiously to give but back and to honor the earth. Right, and so, you know, I think that's a real part of the new model and the opportunity for a lot of artists to look at ways that they can solve problems, use their art to help drive ways of solving those problems and at the same time be beneficial to themselves. Absolutely. So, well, now let's talk about that art thing. First of all, yeah. the experience with you, the, 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 some of the productions you guys um, mm -hmm. create that with the, the, you have the music, you have the amalgamation of all these wonderful, talented artists on stage, and yep. then you add this layer with the live art. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so remember, we believe it's all about the experience and how do we incorporate the audience into the, into the actual experience. Like what we've realized after we've done these first, we've done 25 shows, uh, in this dome, and mainly this was what I call as, as a business versus my MVP, my minimal viable product. Oh. I, actually changed the, I actually call it the MDV, which is the MVP, which is the minimal desirable product. <laughs> and the idea of that was to test and validate, make sure that the yeah. ideas that we're putting will really be prototyping. Uh, prototype it or solid enough, and then we can then once we know that it's making sense, then we can pour some gas on it and kind of drive down that direction. Um, but the idea is, is we notice that everybody has their phones. They go to everything now. It's like there's, it's part of their DNA almost. Yeah. Uh, and when they do these shows, no matter whether we want them to or not, they have their phones they're, out. They're they have their phones. They're pitching, they're texting. So what we've done is we're now building that experience into the show. If so you can't the, beat them, the join show, them. <laughs> with the show, exactly. Through the augmented abilities of augmented reality, we can now tell a different story beyond what's actually going on the stage and involve people into that experience. And Absolutely. that's a big part of what the company, our company, is really about, is creating these new experience, kind of mashing different types of behaviors and things together to make something that's kind of our own and that's unique. Yeah, well, it also is about the continuous opportunities for continuous revenue. Uh, oh, the experience yeah. that people have, they want to take that with them. They want to re-experience uh, it again through their memories. That's why they take pictures with their phones. That's why they take videos so they can re-immerse. And then the concept that you guys have with the t-shirt 
that they can then take home. How far are you along with that project? Well, we, okay, so yeah, what you're talking about is we've now created, started creating interactive clothing. Yeah. So clothing that is smart, smart clothing. In other words, and if you know, like right now, intelligence is being built into everything. Everything. I mean, from the pipes that go in the ground so that they can find out through the intelligence that there's a problem with the pipe. Yep. Uh, to cement, to glass, to everything. They're building intelligence. And the whole concept of smart home, smart, you know, smart, everything. They, they even have, smart. Uh, what is it? They have something in our filters now in the home that it tells you when it's time to change your air filter. All that. So everything is becoming smart because now we're connected to these devices. Everything is connected in that sense. And so nothing, same with clothing. So we've now just did, we did a first experiment um, with a, uh, with the idea of putting a chip basically that's built into the clothing that allows you to tap and interact. So you can take your phone and you can tap on the clothing and then it starts driving things on your phone that actually can be programmed into what that clothing. So we've just started that experimentation, did our first round of it. Uh, it's actually a very exciting and very interesting because I mean, there's things that you can do is you can have a whole group of people and by just tapping, you take the picture, you tap and it links everybody to all their social media. You can hit that button and it automatically posts everything. Absolutely. Right? So, so it allows for this kind of new way to, uh, like I said, interact and keep the story moving. Our belief is, just going back to the idea of that experience, is that we look at it, first of all, I'm an entrepreneur business guy. It's either a business or a hobby. If it's business, then it has to generate revenue. We have to make some money, right? It's not just about, the, about having fun. Now, there's nothing wrong with a hobby, but if you're in a business, we have to think business-like and how do we turn what we do into revenue. Yeah. So uh, we just believe that this, this bringing this whole activity of, of everybody involved into the actual experience and taking them further. So our model is people, as soon as they buy the ticket, they start getting messages to download the experience. They get onto our application. And now the whole event comes alive as they, ticket, they get their ticket at the booth. They hold their phone up to the ticket. The ticket comes alive with, with all, using the AR. And then they walk through our whole exhibits and our whole storyline that happens prior to the show. So there's like a, a festival or almost a uh, almost an amusement park of technology and things that you can experiment with the storyline being augmented through the phone so that the experience starts once they get to the venue, even before the show. Absolutely. Then from that point, we take them through the show. They know when they can use their phones through the show and it's part of the whole activity. But then once they leave, the, the experience continues. Yeah. So that's the kind of the model is they, they become and now they're part of our community and now we have a yeah. conversation moving on forward and can provide other types of information, education and things that can be of value. Absolutely. to that so our experience it's a think experience means that every one of our shows our goal is to make you think when you leave when you leave we're not just trying to deliver entertainment we're trying to deliver something of value that you will be walking away with as you i leave. love that i love that because edutainment really is the way really yeah, I, is the way edutainment right now is the way people consume their content they want to be entertained while they're being educated and it's a higher level type of concept and thinking and that's one that i hope um, or i believe that you will share with a lot of the younger audi uh, artists that are coming up as well because we got to get away from thinking about selling the record right this first of all is no more record selling but selling the record no more record now the downloads are 99 cents how many freaking million downloads do you have to have to make a dollar 
You know what I mean? Oh, oh I mean, it's crazy. I remember reading some article, and I, you know, I don't know how exact this is, but I can't imagine it being too far. They, you know, an average stream, in order to make it, it's about a million streams, roughly for $5,000, a million streams. But it sounds okay, a million streams doesn't seem like that hard. But if you think about it, there's only, I think they said there was only two to 3% of the entire Spotify catalog will hit a million streams. Right. So that means like 98% of the people aren't even making 5,000 bucks right. off of their work. Right. Right. So we have to think differently. And the, the key is, is what do you sell today if you can't sell music? Right. So as an artist, that's why I try to tell them, it's like, what do you stand for? What problem are you solving? So what you can sell is the experience, mm -hmm. the, and the relationship and the relationship yeah. right because that's kind of people want to know about lifestyle so it's really a lifestyle business you create these things then you create value and things that you can deliver to your audience and what's so good about today that i try to explain to artists is we have access to data now that we've never had before yeah. right we never had that access that was only always afforded to just the you know the big guys the big labels and you know the people that really had the dollars but now through low-cost tools, through all this stuff, we have access to the data which can really help us make decisions. So um, I, 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 uh, I teach startup and I did a class out at USC. I teach a whole thing called SPACE, which you might've heard, Story Plan Army Conversion Education. It's kind of a business like platform that. strategy. Um, but the, uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, oh, I just, <laughs> I did one of those, Brain fades. Out the bad. moment. I had a point that I was. I had a point. point it was on a senior moment, I guess. Yeah, um, we all have them. But definitely <laughs> um, helping them to learn to capitalize on layering. You want to get your music out there. You want to get your message or your voice out. But you've got to put it out there in the way that people will want to consume it. It's really not about you. It's about the consumer. Right, and that's what I'm saying about the data. Is now we know we can now reach out and know what the consumer wants. That's why it's important in the strategy to test and validate everything. I belong, what I was going to was this whole idea of lean startup principles. There's a, yeah. there's a methodology out of Silicon Valley called lean startup principles. And it's, a, it's, a, it's what they're using for all the companies. It's tied to what they call lean canvas, which is a one page business plan. Yeah. But it's really about a way of testing and validating things uh, before you actually pour gas on it. So we don't, now we don't need to like build it and hope they will come. We can go figure out what people want, make sure they want it, and then build it so that we know that we have an audience for it. So right. we can take a lot more of the risk out of starting businesses and doing things. So uh, I recommend to all the people out there, artists, business, all that, to really well, start. Well, my authors. authors. My authors, it's right. definitely something that I try to help them to understand. You've got to yes. find out what the, who cares about what you got? That's right. There's a thing called the uh, uh, founder's dilemma in the lean startup world. And what that means is this, the basic thing that's, I've got this great idea. I go raise all the money. I go build the idea and nobody cares. So the key is, is how do I know that my idea is valid? And that's using these lean startup principles. And anybody out there starting any business, anything I suggest, you can go buy, go, go get a book called Running Lean. Running Lean, and it's basically the principles we'll talk to you about how to go about starting your business, but doing it from a very methodical way where you don't run out of resources. You don't have a lot of money. You want to make sure you do all your testing and validating prior before you take your money and do it. And the, one of the big things about lean is to fail fast. The idea is, is let's figure out quickly if the idea is going to be good or not, if it's really valid and it's worth pursuing, 
And so you want to do that quickly. And so this helps you to figure out to make sure whatever you're going to do is actually got some legs to it and has a shot in the marketplace. Yeah. So fail fast and then fail forward. We want to get you to fail the forward. There you go. Place. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, I know you. I can tell you understand this stuff. <laughs> I study it. I consume it consistently. Yeah. Now, I would be remiss if I did not address the elephant, a.k.a. the angel in the room. You oh, have to tell us the story about the purple All right. angel. All right. So in reality, my favorite subject on the planet is consciousness. Right. I mean, there's that's like the most important thing to me. All this business stuff is all great. But at the end of the day, it's really the inward journey that makes it, which is the really the important one and what all of this stuff leads to. And so I've taken a pretty heavy path down that thing. And this angel is called Angel of Now. And what it is, is it's it was a uh, there was a project that went on in Los Angeles called uh, a Community of Angels. And these were big, giant white angels and you could sponsor them and have an artist paint them. And then we, uh, and it was a fundraiser. So we had this artist I had painted was up at Universal City Walk with an artist by the name of Janice Grace. And she basically, this is the, the whole idea of the angel is, this is about presence. Cause there's, as you know, the only thing real is you and me talking right now, everything else is an illusion, right? And so presence is really where reality is. And what people don't realize, most of them are asleep. Uh, especially because they're in these phones all day long and they're like, they're not paying any attention to what's around them. Right. So this is the whole idea of the angel of now is to be a kind of a reminder of that to kind of wake people up. Now, what's interesting about this angel is what you can't see is on the back, I've created all these spaces. I had all these little wooden hearts made and I'm having famous celebrities paint their own little painting on the piece and sign it. And so I've got, there's about 60 spots. I got about 20 of them, 25 of them filled. My goal is over time, once I get them all filled, then I'm going to auction this whole thing off for charity wow. and raise some money with, so it'll have all these beautiful things. And it's a beautiful, I mean, it's, if you can see it in person, it's, it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful it's, piece of art. Yeah, it's breathtaking. It has the power and the, um, the passion and the royalty color of purple. Angels are protection and strength, and it's just yep. got so many different uh, reflections. I I just love seeing it. Period. Yeah, thank you very much. It's it's like eight feet tall, so it's big. It's in my living room, so it's a it's a pretty big deal. Eight feet tall. <laughs> I know it kind of consumes my living room, but I like it in here. I feel, I feel yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, time is really flying. I cannot believe that we've been on here all for 30 minutes, but I do want to give you an opportunity to allow people to connect to you. We will include the social media handles and okay. stuff along the bottom, but um, how do people connect with you? What's the best way to follow Scott Page? Every, every, all of my socialists, I am Scott Page. I am Scott Page. Uh, so if you can, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, those places, you can find me there. Uh, please sign up, DM me. I talk to a lot of people. It's always interesting. That's, I try to explain to people that, you know, if you look at Twitter, it's like a 24-hour cocktail party. If people are Absolutely. on it all the time, we can hang out and have a good time. So, yes. And if anybody have any questions about this entrepreneurial stuff, I'm willing and happy to share some links and some things that might be able to help some folks. Well, I'm definitely going to reach out and pick your brain again. Come on. It's funny. We're also, uh, we're also brethren in the I am. My social media is I am Lisa Santiago. I believe that the I am represents God's presence before me. And as long as yep. he goes before me, I will succeed. There you so, go. 
I am grateful, grateful, grateful for all of the wealth of wisdom and energy that you shared with me and my audience today. Thank you so Oh, are you doing any touring with the band? We didn't even talk about the music. We're going to have to have you back on. Okay, we'll do that it again. That saxophone, yes. baby. Come on. You, you do, do that saxophone. We love that saxophone. Gets you made love with that saxophone, honey. Yeah, it's my moment <laughs> to get close to God, right? I mean, that's the thing about playing music. It's such a gift. We Absolutely. can drop thought and be kind of present, right? So there we go. Anyway, I, we'll I, do that. Absolutely. I will work it out so we can schedule it. But please, please, please connect with I am Scott Page, wherever you consume your social media content. Follow him, check him out, find out what's going on, get into the mind and the heart of the man and the music. I Thank am so Lisa much. Santiago. This is ESP TV7 and permission to be amazing is granted.